Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to the new Jesus. Um, Happy New Year! It's New Year's time, and I hope you have the best year this year you have ever had in your life, and your family, and your health, and your business. Uh, But chances are there's going to be a few negative things that happen during this next year. Uh, You just can't eliminate all that, can you? So... Even though my hope and prayer is for this to be the best year ever, there's a chance that won't happen. And if that's true, I'm hoping and praying that the stuff that we're talking about and sharing can be a benefit to you when you hit those down times or hard times or painful times or whatever. Or maybe for some of you that won't happen. You'll just go up and up and up and up and up. This will be the year for you that you breakthrough. And I believe you absolutely can do that. And it is your choice. Even though uh, for most of my life, I didn't know I had that choice. But, and I think that's true with a lot of people, but you do. Okay, so um, let's start with our postulate. And I I decided to get really ambitious uh, this week. A definition of love. And we've been talking about love ever since we started, right? And uh, 1 Corinthians 13 is the proof text. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love keeps no record of wrongs, etc. Over 700 times, it may even be 800 times in Scripture, love is talked about as the thing, uh, what you should be doing, the highest calling, etc. Just as 365 times, according to scholars, Fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. And nothing in the negative emotion or feeling or thoughts or behaviors area gets as much attention as 365 times as fear does. And on the positive side, nothing gets as much attention as love, which is double the attention of fear in Scripture, the instances. Why would that be? Perfect love drives out fear. You you don't have to get rid of the negative. 
All you have to do is accept and integrate the positive. Commitment to love in the present moment, giving up the end results, no matter what they are, what you want, what you don't want, what you don't want, doesn't matter. This is where I'm committed. I'm going to have pain. I'm going to have pleasure. But I'm living my life in love as best I can. All right? That is the path to your best possible life. And we've been discussing that from all kinds of different angles, from all kinds of different uh, areas of study. And we'll review that in just a second. But anyway, uh, a sort of definition of love. A commitment to an intention for good and only for good to all concerned and the accompanying action for that intention for every, their best interest, whose best interest, everyone involved, win-win-win with no losers, regardless of a positive or negative result for me. Okay? So if I'm committing to live in love regardless, and that's my new life, uh, God is my Father, Jesus Lord and Savior, uh, my commitment from them is to love. They are love. It is their love. I act on and feel when I do feel it. Don't always feel it. But anyway, so let's go through it all at once. Love. A commitment to an intention for good to all concerned and the accompanying action for their best interest regardless of a positive or negative outcome for me. That's love. Are you doing that? Or is your intention for good only if what you're getting is positive as an end result? Or is your commitment um, sometimes for good, some not, sometimes not for good? Is it you have an intention of good for some people, but not other people? All right? None of those are love. All right? Also, uh, if it's based on the end result for me, it's not love. All right? So, which of those are you doing? Are you living the definition of a love? Or are you living the definition of what I would call fake love? Business deal love? What's in it for me? I will do this if you do that. I will not do this if you don't do that. That is not love. That is a con that is a business contract. In the 70s in the US, we started calling that what's in it for me. Can look like love, can sound like love. It's not love. Because love's determined by what's in the heart. What is your intention? Is it for all or yourself? Is it for what is right and good? Or only if it ends up with an end result that I like. Okay? Alright. So, let's review last week uh, briefly. And these are the different areas of study that we are combining along with the most important area of study. Psychology, philosophy, biology, physics, health, sociology, theology, and there may be a couple of other ologies in there as well. So seven different areas of study. Um, and last week we talked about home base and how you live 
uh, how you live connected to home base, like in the game Tag, so that you're always safe. You're always free. You're not captured. You're not dead. You're not killed uh, in that metaphorical tag kind of, kind of thing, okay? And this got kind of convoluted last week, I thought. The one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm not going to go through that again. And, and if, if that was confusing, don't worry about it. It was confusing to me. And I'm the one that said it. So um, sorry about that. But anyway, from home base, we have trust, hope, belief, faith, uh, love, significance and security, safety, etc. But what tends to happen is that a circumstance will happen that will trigger a feeling or emotion, a negative one. And remember, 80 plus percent of our thoughts lean to the negative, and that is based on 20,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day for the average person. So 80% of them lean to the negative. According to Dr. Daniel Amen, when you think about one of these negative things, it releases negative chemicals and hormones and brain states and uh, negative thoughts, negative emotions, etc. Okay, so we want to stay tethered. We want to stay safe. We want to stay connected to home plate. Okay? home base. And so even if we're not on home base, we want to be close enough that, you know, if somebody comes over to tag us, if, if somebody comes over to harm us, we can easily reattach and retether. Although the easiest thing is just don't ever unattach. Faith is the tether that attaches us to home and to safety. Faith, trust, hope, belief is the tether that keeps us attached to God, to love, to um, safety. But up here, if we hit an external, if we hit a circumstance that's painful or that takes pleasure away from us, that doesn't feel good, right? So we're out here flying around like, like a radio-controlled airplane, living our life, doing things, but hopefully tethered to home base, but then something happens that doesn't feel good. Or we see something that looks great, but our tether's not long enough for us to get over to that, okay? So if we unattach our tether, which is our choice always, now we're no longer attached to home base. We're no longer safe. We no longer necessarily have hope, trust, faith, belief, love, significance, security, protection. Why? Because God is mad at us and has pulled those away from us? No! Because I made a choice to unattach my safety and commitment and connection to God either for something that looks pleasurable or something that looks like it will make my pain better or at least distract me for a while. And my plan, most likely, is to come back and reattach. But all the time when people do that, they get out here and they never get back over and reattach. They get farther and farther away. They lose their way. They get lost. Um, all kinds of reasons. But anyway... So you have the attachment. 
to attach to God, and He is always ready to attach to you. And last week, we talked about how it's kind of like a USB thing, where you're constantly, everywhere you go, you're plugging in and downloading, and other people are plugging into you and downloading. Well, are you affecting people in a positive way or a negative way? Are they affecting you in a positive or negative way? All right? And I would say what you need to do is get to a place where you are so full of love, light, joy, and peace that if somebody plugs into you, that's all they're going to get. And if you plug into someone else and they're full of fear and anger and, and negative stuff, they are, they are not going to download that to you. Why? Because perfect love drives out fear. Okay? Where there's love, fear can't exist. So if you're full of light and love and you plug into them or they plug into you, they may get light and love from you, but you will not get fear, falsehood, anger from them because you're full of light, love, and truth and that wins against fear and falsehood. Okay? So what are you plugging into now and do you want to change what you're plugging into? Okay, there's a critical moment decision when we get out here and we see that thing that we think we want, but we're tethered. So do I wait? Am I patient? Do I wait for God to provide that? Or do I unhook, go for it, and then try to get back and, and reattach before I get lost? Well, it's just not worth it. Okay, because that thing you're going for you're going for it for something that will make you feel better, either more pleasure or less pain. The problem is that we talked about two weeks ago, it always, when this happens, and it kicks in negative habits and addictions and that negative inward state that we talked about for two weeks, it always makes it worse long term. It never makes it better. So you're doing it to feel better it makes you feel worse every time. Okay, now, so we need to wait on the Lord. Uh, and then as Oswald Chambers says, Lord, I'd be delighted to obey you in this. Please come to the forefront of my life and take control. Please manifest your life in my mortal body. Jesus said, fear not, it is I. The the beginning and the end, the one who was dead and is now alive forevermore, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. Okay? All right. So we wait on him because he's got the keys to everything that we need. All right. And this week, I want to share with you a huge key that we really haven't talked about, I don't think. We may have nibbled around the edges, but not really the main thought, which is anger versus patience can predict or even cause peace and love or anxiety and stress. Okay? Got that? Whether you are experiencing anger or patience, whether you are acting in anger or patience can predict and cause either peace and love or anxiety and stress. The key to anger, sort of a definition, if you will, 
expectation of something in the future happening that you do not have 100% control over, which Dr. Dan Gilbert um, tells us is um, a happiness killer because it spikes your stress. It is a wrong goal and it spikes your stress the instant you uh, ad adopt that goal as what you're going for, all right? So expectation, comparison, uh, I, I feel superior to these people, I feel inferior to these people. And that controls emotions, feelings, actions, whatever. And then um, pain, pleasure, and your worldview. Seek pleasure, avoid pain, and the worldview basically is it's all about me. Okay? All right? Um, an interesting one is scripture talks uniquely about anger and your sleep. Um, the two top areas that people have come to us at the Healing Codes for over the years are number one, depression. I think that's because that's what Hope suffered with for so long. And number two, autoimmune illnesses like chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, um, Lyme's disease, things like that, all right? But um, number three would probably be either sleep or low energy. Scripture uniquely connects sleep to anger. Proverbs 4, a scripture that I bet a lot of you are not familiar with, actually says that the evil will not be able to sleep until they do their evil deed in anger. Is that amazing or what? Have you ever heard that scripture? The evil will not be able to sleep until they do their evil deed that day out of anger. And Ephesians 4, the good will not be able to sleep if they are in anger instead of patience. Okay? So, opposites from Scripture. Those acting in evil, out of grace, they sleep better when they do something selfish that hurts somebody else. And anger is their daily companion in most things they do. And, and it's not just anger, it's anything in the anger of family. Anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, etc. Okay? Um, so, that's the key to anger. Expectation, comparison, seek pleasure, avoid pain, and a worldview that's all about me. Alright? And whichever one you're doing, either the anger or the patience, will determine scripturally in a lot of cases, I believe, and I've seen this in, in practical, uh, uh, how it's worked as well, sleep. If you're living in patience and you have given up the anger to God to heal it, uh, and you traded in the wrong goals for a good goal, and we've talked about that extensively, what's a good goal versus a uh, selfish wrong goal, because it'll put you in internal stress, all right? That 
also can be the difference in sleep. Now, you may say, I'm not in either group. I don't think I'm evil. And I, I don't think I'm evil and I, I don't feel like I have to do some negative thing during the day to sleep. But I'm not sleeping. Okay? So, what's the deal? So, if it's negative, it activates anger. And according to the statistics, 16,000 to 64,000 negative every single day. And, and because they're all treated as present, every one of them can activate anger or anything in the anger family. Okay. All anger has two things in common. Number one, you have the anger because you have committed to a wrong goal, which means it's in the future instead of the present. It is not 100% under your control versus 100% of your control, and it's based on expectation, comparison, and pain pleasure instead of truth and love. That's the difference, okay? So all anger, wrong goal, stress, Dr. Dan Gilbert, in his wonderful best-selling book, Stumbling Into Happiness, says that a wrong goal, the reason a wrong goal will steal your happiness is because it puts you into chronic stress from the moment you have that wrong goal. Okay? And in this case, outside of stress, the word that you'll feel is anger or something in the anger family. So something in the anger family and stress, any time a negative happens, which means that some goal or desire, a pain or pleasure you had and wanted is blocked by something in your circumstances. Okay. The patience key unlocks wrong goals, and stress. So, if you're listening to this and you're trying to sort of see, okay, where am I most of the time? Am I, am I on the anger side or the patient side? And that may be different with different issues in your life. And then there's probably an overall, too, where in general, I tend to be sort of, uh, I don't know, um, Maybe right here at like a little bit closer to anger than patience, but not totally anger. Sometimes some patience. Or you could be over here where you're usually patient, but sometimes something gets you. All right? Well, now I hope you can understand what it is that's happening from those symptoms. When you experience the anger, you're buying in to expectation, comparison, pain, pleasure, and a worldview that's all about me. Okay? When you're buying in to patience, it's all about the present moment, giving up the end results, no matter whether it means more pain or pleasure to me, um, and it's all about love and truth, not about me getting what I want. Okay? So, all anger initiates a wrong goal and stress. Patience, on the other hand, unlocks the wrong goal and allows you to give it up 
and to shift your goal to the present in love, and then the stress melts away because your hypothalamus turns the stress switch off. Okay? And then that brings us right back again to 2 Corinthians 5. The love of Christ compels us. Okay? So that, that's here, not here. This is the fear, 365. This is the love, seven or 800 times in Scripture. All right? Um, the love of Christ compels us. Not this. So if this is what's compelling you, all right, then you're not being compelled by the love of Christ. You're being compelled possibly by evil. How's your sleep? Okay? Uh, when something happens that's not what you wanted to happen, you experience something in the anger family or just disappointment and right back to patience. Okay? Well, uh, I would... And, and the negative produces anger, always, okay? That's one thing it does. Now, it may produce other things, too, besides anger, all right? Uh, it may produce sadness, may produce uh, rejection, may produce unforgiveness, I'm not good enough, all right? But the first thing that tends to happen is anger and stress, and because you'd committed to a wrong goal, which is what's in it for me, pain, pleasure over here. And you may not and you may not feel like you did that really intentionally. It just sort of, you know, over time kind of slid that way. Well, that's okay too, but you can change now. Go from the low road back around up to the high road, or maybe even what some of the stuff we're showing you will be a shortcut where you can go straight up instead of having to go around, all right? And a uh, reminder, too, when I started all this stuff back in 1988 or so, uh, I was at, um, I was at uh, minus six, and today, plus seven, and, and in some areas, higher than that, okay? So... Anger can be the key to whether you can live in love or not love. This is the key to anger. This is the key to patience and trying to use patience in order to live in love. And here's what happens whenever the negative occurs. Your heart, it's present tense reality. And if that's present with anger, then... Here goes all the domino of negative effects until you end up in a habit or addiction like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Okay? So, anger versus patience can predict peace or love. Which one is it predicting with you? It can predict anxiety or stress. Okay? Well, if it's, if it's predicting anxiety and stress, you can move to here. You can move to here. You can move... To hear a righteousness apart from the law, uh, and you can move to um, hear. Patience being the key that unlocks wrong goals, unlocks the anger, and allows you to live on the high road and your best perfect life. So, we need to stay tethered to safety, to home base, to God in faith, 
That's our choice. Okay? But sometimes this issue, anger versus patience or impatience, is what causes us to make that choice. So, pray. Um, wait on the Lord. Have the love of Christ compel you. And constantly, uh, consciously start shifting if you're over here, toward here, and ask God to help, and to deprogram you, reprogram you, heal you, um, let you live in the present in love, giving up the end results, not, not hostage to the past or hostage to the future. Okay? All right. And uh, I would say if you do shift from here to here, from here to here, from here to here, then you'll also be going from the low road and all sorts of emotional uh, and stress issues to emotional well-being. And I believe more so than you've ever experienced in your life. All right? So um, anger can be the key. Anger versus patience. Which key are you carrying around in your pocket and using every day? Okay? If it's here, promise you, <laughs> you're going to be way happier and healthier here. So use the tools, use the belief programming, uh, all of that. Uh, pray without ceasing. Use the Revelation 1 meditation to... Um, Start living compelled by the love of Christ, a right, being righteous apart from the law, and patience versus anger. Thank you so very much, and have a wonderful, blessed day.